Hello, Mark Ja. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Mark stands for Meet with God, Reach Out to Others, Know His Purpose for Your Life, and to Develop Your Potential. I want to encourage you before we even get started to ask God to soften your heart, open your mind to receive what He has for you. You're loved by a great God. So I just want to give you a few things uh, that, that the Holy Spirit, I believe, gave me that I think are for you. And uh, I was just covered in dirt earlier today. And uh, it was, it, I needed a shower really bad. It was bad. And I'm like, I don't even want to be around myself right now. I was so dirty. Anyway, and uh, it's funny how sometimes the Lord will speak, you know. And uh, I just started thinking about all the different ways he's washed me. All the different ways that he's cleansed me. And that he's still cleansing me. Anybody? It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Some of you need to hear that. You don't have to arrive overnight. You don't get saved and all of a sudden it just land on some fairy Christian mountain where you, you know, you just show up holy. It, it's a process getting the you out of you. Amen? There's some stuff that the Lord's just going. But... Um, uh, anyway, I don't know if you're a bath or a shower person, but a lot of people, um, when it comes, to, you know, they have real strong opinions about this. Like this one guy said to me, why would I want to sit in my own filth? Why would I sit in a bathtub? And I thought, you just ruined that for me. Thank you so much. I actually like hot baths, but um, bubble bath, little, I'm just kidding. I'm a, once in a while. Um, but you got to have hot water when you're cleaning. And, and, and the analogy to that is that, that in, in the process when God's working in you, I just want to give you a picture of the layers that he goes after. In the process of that, the heat has to be turned up. You know? Now, have you ever, have you ever gotten into a tub and you're like, that is too hot. I just got burned. Have you ever done that? And you thought it was right and then you got in and you're like, ah, and you're out real quick. Um, and, and I would analogize that to seasons in your life and mine when when your heart's starting to get softened to the Lord, but maybe somebody that means well comes on a little bit too strong. Anybody ever experienced that? They're, they're, they're trying to pour the love of God on you and they just dropped a huge boulder. It didn't quite come out quite right. You feel like you just got scalded a little bit. I can tell you there's going to be heat. There's going to be pressure. It's part of the cleaning process. So we're going to go through just five quick things. The first one is that God washes us in the blood. I'm just going to fire hose you with some scripture. Only in the first point am I going to give you this much scripture. But I want, you, I want to paint the picture of how important the blood of Jesus Christ is. Because there's, there's some stuff, guys, that's off in a lot of Christians not understanding how business got done in the kingdom. What happened at the cross? Why was it so important? And if we don't have an understanding of what the blood of Jesus Christ did, some major things can get off. So Kerry got two things right, okay? And that was the blood and the water are two significant things, okay? But most importantly is the blood. I'm just going to give you some scriptures. There's 1 John 1, 7. If you want to, my wife got on me the other day. She said, you don't give the scripture references all the time. And so I'm going to try to do a better job, babe, okay? Receive that rebuke, and I'm going to grow. Amen. So if you want to jot these down on your phone or push record because you hate taking notes, that's fine. I don't care. I don't have anything you can snap and take a picture of right now. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ 
His son cleanses us from all sin. There's a cleansing process that the blood did and does. Amen? Okay? Matthew 26, 28. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Hebrews 9, 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Remember that. What happened was when Jesus died, that veil was ripped, and I didn't need a priest to go in anymore to represent me. I can go into the presence of God. And that moment when it was torn and access was granted, it all happened because of the... Because of the... Thank you. There we go. Exodus 12, 13, And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where... Uh, you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over and the plague shall not uh, come upon you and destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. So this is a picture of the Passover, okay? When, when Israel was being delivered from Egypt, and right, they had to put the blood of the, of the lamb over the, of, a, of a, a baby lamb over the door, okay? And that was a sign that they were committed to God and that they understood the significance of that. And that meant that the firstborn was saved. So blood has been this picture, old, new, all the way through, okay? 1 John 2, 2. And he is the propitiation, that's one of Dan's words, for the sins. He could tell you what it really means. Where'd he go? He just left me. Gosh. <laughs> and, not, uh, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. He stood in our place. That's what propitiation. He stood in the gap. And he took that upon himself for you and I. Revelations 12, 11, one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. And they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their own lives as unto death. How do we overcome? We overcome by the blood and what you have to say about it, the testimony of what God has done because of it. Say blood. blood. Say testimony. Good preaching right there. Hebrews 13, 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of, the she uh, shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. There's a covenant. He made a commitment. He made a promise to you, and he won't break it. And it was sealed with blood. Okay, Hebrews 9, 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the internal spirit offered himself without spot uh, to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Hebrews 10, 4, for it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Colossians 1, 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So you understand this is a big topic and it's all through and it's the story, right? It's, it's like the, it's weaving. I, I think about this oftentimes when I'm taking communion. I'm like, God, blood transfusion. I, I want more of you in me. Not my blood, your blood flowing through my veins. Does that make sense? Like I want... Everything that led you to that cross, I want that to be the thing that's leading me wherever I go. Every decision I make. Does that make sense? So, you know, I, there's, 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 several different, um, there's several different understandings on this. The Assemblies of God, our church, okay, believes very strongly that if a person wants to walk out from underneath the blood, that's really the only way you walk away from God. His arms are around you. He says, you can't height nor depth, angels nor demons. Many people believe um, 
and, and, and wonderful churches, wonderful denominations believe that you cannot walk away from God. Once you've said yes to him, you cannot walk away. I believe this is the question right here, and it has to do with the blood. Am I depending on the blood of Jesus anymore to be the only thing that's saving me? If I'm not depending upon his blood and what he sacrificed, and I think I have something to do with it, I think that's where I walk away from him. Does that make sense? Because all of a sudden it has to do with works. There's a whole lot of religions that have to do with works. If I'm not, if I think, oh, I'm just going to try to be good, and yeah, I believe there's a God. Or a person makes a decision to walk away. I don't believe in the blood anymore. I don't believe what was accomplished on the cross was for me. So I, I want you just to understand how significant the blood is because that's what purchased our freedom. Amen? Amen. So the first thing, washed in the blood. Second, washed in the water. So get this picture. These different processes, you guys. When you came to Jesus in salvation, that's a picture of coming under the blood of Christ. Okay? When you said yes, if you've said yes and you gave him everything, that was a, that was a, a work, a transforming work where you came under his, his, um, his sacrifice, his, his record, not yours. He took my record, I got his. Does everybody understand that? I got washed, I got perfection, and he got all my stuff. How many are grateful for that whole thing happening? I don't understand it. I won't fully understand it this side of heaven, but I can tell you it, was, it, it came because of love. Because... He was willing to leave perfection and come down and, 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 and change the whole thing. Change the whole, you can't earn it anymore, David. You can't earn it anymore, Hans. I can't, I can't be holy enough. If I'm not depending on the blood, I'm in trouble. Okay? It's, it's what he accomplished on the cross that bought my freedom. Okay? And the second thing, washed in the water. You know, it talks about this 74 times in Scripture. Because a lot of people like, you know, would just sprinkle. I was sprinkled as a child or whatever. And all those. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But there's Scripture. And I want, I want to make something really clear about baptism. Okay, we're talking about water baptism. Everybody clear with me? Washed in the water. Okay. Jesus did this. He did it to set an example for you and for me. It's a public declaration of who you serve. Does everybody get that? And I can tell you this is clearly in Scripture. This is not a question of salvation. If a person has named Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior and come under the blood, they don't have to be water baptized to be saved. Does everybody understand that? Because people really get off on that. I have a, I'm the one that kind of oversees all the baptisms here at the church. And I can tell you how many people come around the table and they're confused about that issue because I want to go to heaven. Okay, let's talk. Because this piece gets off. It's a step of obedience. Say obedience. obedience. It's obedience. It's saying, Father, I want you to know everything you did for me. I receive, I want to, if you said get in the water, I'm getting in the water. I hate water. I don't like water. You know, I can't swim. It's okay. It's a heated bathtub, you guys, if you ever need, you know, it's really not a hard thing. One night, I thought it was a joke. The custodians didn't heat it up. And it was like a 90-year-old lady that I had to baptize in freezing cold water. I was like repenting to her the whole time. Are you sure you want to do it? She's never going to forget that. Oh, my gosh. If you have a heart attack. Oh, wow. Anyway. I can tell you in a season of my life, I had been baptized like in a bathtub 
in front of like five people that could cram in this little bathroom in Dallas, Texas, when my parents were in ministry, I think they felt like we need to have children that are baptized. So let's dunk them into this tub. And it was good. Nothing wrong with it. But I knew in my 20s, I started serving God. And I, Heather and I were moving into ministry. I went to this family camp. I'd been at the church like two weeks. David, I don't know if you know this story, but I'd been there maybe one or two weeks. And they said, hey, can you lead worship? I'm like, David knows how good of a guitar player I am. Not real impressive, okay? I can play, I can fake it, but um, I'm like, sure. <laughs> and so one or two weeks at the church, I'm leading this entire family camp with this guitar and, you know, going for it. And, and it was like God, God was moving in my life and he was just changing furniture and all kinds of stuff and he was stirring me and I knew God was taking me to a whole new place. I had totally fallen in love with him, but I had no idea what I was about to get into I had no desire to go to become a pastor or anything like that. You have to understand, all I knew was like, I love to worship and I love Jesus. And, you know, I love my wife. And, you know, it was good stuff, but I was not understanding anything. And I felt the Holy Spirit go, you, I mean, they were doing baptisms down at the river in this family camp. And they're like, the Holy Spirit just made it so clear. You get in that river right now. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. They think I'm like, you know, holy and stuff, you know. I'm already leading. How can I, you know, and it was, it was like this, if I hadn't done it, I would have been, the, the depth of conviction, if I hadn't, would have been so strong because I knew it was for me. There were so many things, you guys, that needed to be washed off. This is what baptism is. It's, it's this picture of, Scripture talks about being buried with Christ in Romans, okay? And you come back up, washed, and you leave downstream your old nature. So when you're saved, you get his nature. You get a new nature, but you still, there's still some, some of you on there. Amen. <laughs> okay. It's like two cats in a bag. And, and what happens is in water baptism, when you publicly do this, it's a picture of going down, identifying with what he ident did to get your freedom. And as you come up, you're leaving behind your old nature, your old life. That's not who I am anymore. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look back in the rear view mirror and go, well, yeah, this is just kind of, you know, the way I am. No, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that behind. Does everybody understand that? It's an important picture when you understand what it means to be washed. Matthew 28, 19 says this, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 74 times in Scripture. This is not some small thing. It's everywhere. Talks about how significant it is. You know, I love the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And he was like, all of a sudden, he understands what it is, the significance of baptism. He's like, well, let's go get baptized right now. There's a pond right over there, you know. And just immediately, he wanted to do it. I don't know about you, but there's been a whole lot of partial obedience in my life. Anybody have that? Or on my time. And there's something going on in the body of Christ, I'm just going to say that, that people are really slow to, to obey the Lord in this area of water baptism. I want to encourage you. You got to understand that why and the significance so you can help people because once they've said yes to Jesus, it's the, there's something important that that's a transaction that happens, a public transaction where you you're asking your church family, "Hold me accountable to this. This is the decision I made." And I I want I I want to declare to my heavenly Father, to you precious people, to my family, and to myself. This is where I'm walking. This is what I'm doing. So I'm washed by the blood, but I'm, there's a second layer there, washed in the water, you know? And I don't know about you, but I want 
I want to grow in my ability to obey quickly when the Lord speaks something to me. Now, I've gone through these steps, but I can tell you God's still washing me on a daily basis. You ever have something just jump in your spirit and you're like, what in the world? How did that get in there? Some memory flashes back from your past, whatever. I'll take my heart right back here. Get me back in that river, Lord Jesus. I can tell you that silly moment of obedience, and I, I don't say silly because it was insignificant, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was an interesting moment for me. But as I got in the river, I, I look back at the moment from there forward over the next 10 years, the trajectory of my life changed. I think because I was willing to just be obedient. I'm not going to tell you it was some highly emotional. I didn't come out. <laughs> I didn't. Because God had so much to heal in me before I would really feel and understand him. Does that make sense? Like he was doing layers, but there was, like my emotions were still healing. I, I, had, I was a very impure person formerly. And God had to heal layer upon layer upon layer. And in that process, man, I tell you, it's fun, you guys. If you have not walked with the Lord in water baptism, if you haven't followed that through, man, pray about that. Again, not a picture of I'm saved or I'm not saved because of it, but it's an important step to publicly declare who you serve. All right? Everybody say, all right. You all right with that? Okay. Third is washed in the word. Washed in the word. I was, uh, I've done some stupid things in youth ministry. And uh, part of being a youth pastor is you just take some risks once in a while. And, uh, and one of the advantages, I've always like, okay, what can I do that other youth pastors can't do? Because, you know, I've got equipment or I've got whatever. So one time I was like, all right, I'm going to take this camp up a whole nother notch. And uh, we had this youth retreat, and I did this slip and slide down a hillside, but instead of just going into like a pond or water or whatever, I dug it out and I made it into a mud pit. Like eight by 12, like three feet deep of mud. So I filled it up full of water, and then I put all the dirt back in there, and then I put the bucket of the scoop in there, and I just stirred it up. It was awesome. And... Um, and I wasn't very well thought through, though, because I didn't think through the cleaning process. We had the GU team there. Were you there? I, I, you probably were wise enough to stay away. Um, my brother, Aaron Hartenstein, who runs the coffee shop now, I don't know if you know that, he, uh, he, he wouldn't do it. And I still haven't forgiven him to this day. But anyway, <laughs> the whole GU team, they were there leading worship for us and everything. They all went down. They thought it was the greatest thing ever. I mean, just sliding down this soapy slide all the way down this long hillside and just landing in mud. It was just pure fun. But the problem was I didn't think through the cleanup process. I had kids running covered in mud through the church building. It was a really bad situation. <laughs> Luckily, it was not a very fancy building. It would have been like running in here. It was a little tiny ministry center. That The whole church was maybe the size, I don't know, David, what do you think, from here over? <laughs> maybe and uh, uh, anyway it was just one of those learning experiences I had to send the whole GU team to my house I mean the problem with mud is like you can get like hosed off but the problem is when you get into mud uh, Heather met me when I was we were on the beach and we were playing a uh, tug of war you ever done tug of war over a pit well we had a pit full of oatmeal and uh, and cream of wheat it was cream of wheat it was just oatmeal anyway and so we lost, got pulled in the pit, or we just dove in because we thought it was cool. I can't remember what happened, but we were on a college retreat. And uh, so the first thing she ever said to me was, excuse me, you have oatmeal in your ear. So when I, when I asked her to marry me, I spelled it out in oatmeal on the beach and cream of wheat. 
which washed away one time, you have to come further up the beach. And then uh, I'm like, wait, 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 don't look. <laughs> anyway, so I have some experiences with getting extremely disgustingly dirty. Anybody else have any of these uh, crazy stories like that? The dirtiest, I just want you to get this picture of the dirtiest you've ever been, you know? And this, there's different levels of clean. There's a, okay, I kind of got the mud off, but then I really know I'm not clean because there's just, it's caked in my ears. And like, you know, places that you just don't want to talk about. And uh, I'm just, I'm just talking honest here, okay? And there's a difference between being washed and being clean, okay? Salvation, you know, there's kind of a pressure washing process. And then how many know there's different layers when you get in the shower and you get the hot water and you can kind of like go to town? And it's important. I want you to see that process as you're working down here, okay? Washed in the word. Ephesians 5.26. This is one that's very famously used in weddings because it talks about how the husband is supposed to wash his wife in the word, okay? It's all right, everybody. Just relax. (laughs) In the word, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Meaning that you read the word over your wife, all right? Dan, do you want to say something about that? Anyway. Um, so the point is that we're supposed to grow together. Come back, holiness. Yeah, anyway. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to grow together. I'm supposed to encourage my wife, okay? There's this process of washing in the word, okay? And that's just one of, of many scriptures that talk about it. I, I think about it like when I get into the word on a daily basis, it's a little bit like rebooting the computer, if you, if you minister to people, if you connect with people, you ever talk with somebody? If you care for people at all and you talk with somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea the conversation was going to go there. What do I do with all this information that just got downloaded to me that I did not want to know about? Have you ever had a moment? You know what I'm saying? I just learned about something that I didn't know existed and maybe it would have been better if I didn't understand what that term meant. You know, whatever it was. Or you're in a setting and because you were there and you were trying to connect with people or family or friends or whatever, you got exposed to something you shouldn't have been exposed to. And it wasn't because you took it in intentionally, but you just, you know what I'm saying? The word is really important because I can tell you as a pastor, there's times that I've heard people pour out their guts and their heart. And I thought, oh my goodness, Lord, heal me. Like I'm ministering, I'm praying over them and everything, but I, I have to make sure that stuff doesn't stick, Right? It's just like, um, you know, a doctor that you can't take those. If, if they took every one of their cases home with them, they'd be, they'd be torn up, right? You learn how to do that. Well, the way that the believer does that when we minister to people, it's supposed to be a messy process, guys. Getting in, crying with people, learning about helping them out of the pit. Okay, in that process, you're going to hear stuff. You're going to be exposed to stuff that's going to be hard. I'm not talking about looking at pornography and all the time. I'm talking about hearing people pour out their hearts about sin. And then some people, you get around them and they don't have a filter. They don't know what details to not share with you. And they think they're trying to walk it out right. And so they just share everything. And you're like, Lord Jesus, protect my ears. And you're, you're worshiping. You know, nobody knows you're worshiping, but you're doing it while you're listening. Nobody can relate to me. Anyway, but it happens. And the way that you wash after that is you've got to come back to the word. This is your shower. 
okay? You get in this, and it's like rebooting the computer, taking me back. Okay, now I remember Jesus, Jesus, this is what. Psalms 51, David's all messed up because he screwed up with Bathsheba, right? And he, the best picture of repentance, full repentance, you'll see in Scripture is Psalms 51. So go study it later, but I'm just going to give you a little bit of it here. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion. Blot out my stains, the stain of my sin. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. Boy, isn't that important to recognize it? It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will, you will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. For I was, you know, <laughs> I'm being called through my iPad. And, you know, it, it, he just goes on and on and on and on. And he says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Restore under me the joy of my salvation. <laughs> David is an amazing guy because he was, he had some major moments of screw up, which encouraged me because I've done that. But he really knew how to repent and he really knew how to get into God's presence. And because he did that, he learned how to get healed. He learned, he didn't have to depend upon his pastor to come and say, what would you, what would you do with this situation? He just poured his heart out to God. He did this. He got washed. He get into God's presence, and you, if you read most of the Psalms where the ones that are written by him, it's him just pouring his heart out, and all this stuff's coming out, and then all of a sudden he just gets blessed, and then this, it changes, and you can hear it. He moves from whining to being blessed. If you learn how to do that with God and how to build a private altar time with him, your private worship, you'll hear me say this, I'll be saying this when I'm 85 years old, your private worship has to be stronger than your public worship. If you're depending on Sundays and, and, and Wednesdays, you're, you, you've missed what God wanted. He wanted relationship. He wants to talk with you tonight when you get home, tomorrow morning. He wants to minister to you when, when that person shares too much. God, would you just pray for him? When, anytime that kind of stuff happens, take those thoughts captive. Pray for that person. You start moving in the opposite spirit, and I promise you, it'll just be gone out of your mind like that. But you have to immediately move into the spirit in those situations. And get the word of God open and, and start to pray it over yourself. Pray it over other people. And uh, it's, it's, you guys, it's, it's a pro You were not meant to be able to grow without the word running down your body, body, soul, and spirit. All three parts need the word. Okay. And so I can tell you as a very undisciplined young man growing up that learning and to, to have the discipline of letting the word flow through me was not easy. It just, it was some people just, some of my kids, they just, they'll sit down and read for hours. And I'm like, you're amazing to me. <laughs> that was not in me. Even at, through college, it was not in me. Now I love to read now, but I still don't get to do it as much as I want to. But I've learned to love and trust that this is how I get touched. This is how I get healed how I get encouraged. And the more I have of it in me, the more that God, even when I'm working and sitting on a piece of equipment and whatever, God can just flood me with his word because it's already in here. Amen? Even whether I know the verse, chapter and verse or not, he can use it to touch me. Washed by the spirit. You know, um, I, I was thinking about this because I was going to stop 
at the previous one, but I want you to catch this. This is really important. The Holy Spirit, he's our intercessor. He's our comforter. He's, our, he's the one that brings conviction. He, he, he wants to wash you. You know, he, he's kind of coming around with a little sponge and, you know, like just trying to protect you from you most of the time, but also from, from the world, right? And he wants to minister to you on a moment-by-moment -moment basis so that we don't have to go to this point. Have you ever felt this? Like you, you go to this point to where it's like, I could have repented right here, but instead I kind of ended up over here and I don't really know how I ended up over here. And it was because there was not a moment of obedience over here that I end up now having to kind of rework these steps and it's just not as much fun because it's slow and it's arduous and I got to go repent to a lot of people and anybody with me? And it's these, it's these, if you learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit, he'll save you from those side trails. You ever done that? Maybe it was a job. Maybe it was a relationship. Something that took you and wasted your time, wasted your money. If I could just have all the money back that I spent on proms and snowballs, I would be, we would have so much more money, honey. My parents would have a whole lot more money is really what would be the case. They could probably have retired already. I'm learning to walk with the Spirit. Anybody in here learning with me to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit? No, 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 no. That's a good decision, but it's not a great decision. You know, don't buy that house. Buy this one. No, no, no. I don't want you pursuing that girl. She's a nice girl. He's a nice guy, but not quite what I have for you. We're not just looking for a believer. We're looking for God's choice. And I'm not trying to say that there's only one person, but I'm looking for somebody that loves God more than me. Not that is kind of interested in Jesus. Holy Spirit will talk to you about these things. He'll tell you not to buy that car. He'll t you know what I mean? Sometimes you just have to be patient. Like, I don't have to have it that bad right now. And I can tell you, I was the worst at that. Anybody who knows me, my... my Dear friend Peter reminded me that of that over the weekend of who I used to be in that area. You know, I want to be continually connected with the Holy Spirit, washed by the Spirit of God on a daily basis. You got to invite him in. Holy Spirit, would you come and, and do you ever feel like you need a personal assistant because you just can't handle your own self? Invite the Holy Spirit to be that person. Would you come and help me remember that it's my anniversary today. <laughs> Would you come and re help me rem remind me what, where I need to be, all the different details of life? And I can tell you, when I invite that to happen, it changes things. And the last thing I want to share, David, I don't know, can you come up? Sweet. Uh, is, and I'm not going to go into it much. It's just washed in his presence. I can tell you, sometimes I don't even know what's going on, but you guys can stand up. We're done. Because um, we're going to worship and we're going to see God move out of this, and let's get washed right here in God's presence, um, is I, I, see, I see a lot of people that are kind of under the impression that, well, I'm not a singer. I'm not a musician. I'm not a worshiper. You know what I mean? Nobody gets an out to not be a worshiper if you want to grow in maturity with Christ. Because I can tell you this is where God does some serious work in, in his presence. It's a vulnerable place to be. It's there's a humility in it. There's a, there's a sense of, yes, it's public, all those kinds of things. 
But I want to encourage you, if you learn how to get washed in God's presence, you learn to come in expecting God to move. And by the way, especially when you don't want to worship, when you don't want to be there, those are the moments where you just kick the devil in the teeth and you go, I'm going to go anyway. And those are the days I can tell you that I got the greatest upgrades and I grew. Something different changed in me because I didn't listen to my emotions. I came and got washed from my bad attitude that made me not want to go to God's house because I didn't want to talk to that person. We talked about on Sunday, you know, this unoffendable spirit. You know, sometimes it's just that process of understanding what God's doing too and having patience for God. I, I trust you. I don't know what you're doing right now, but I trust your nature. I trust your heart. I trust your character, God. You never change the same yesterday, today, and forever, but you're also doing new things in me every week. He loves you right where you're at. But we have to learn how to get washed. Can you guys just close your eyes right now? I just believe God's going to encourage you. Maybe where you're at in this process, like I I, I know I'm washing the blood, or maybe you aren't. Maybe you need to give Jesus Christ your life tonight and come under the banner of his love and his sacrifice that he made for you. Or maybe, maybe it's coming to the place to where you say, Father, I I need to be washed by the water. It's time for me to step into obedience, go public with my confession of you, and to to get water baptized. Because I want everybody to know that I love you and that I'm depending upon you. Or maybe you're here and, and, and you haven't fallen in love with God's word and you know you're... Listen, he's not looking for some blind obedience for you to grab the Bible and read 16 chapters a day. He's saying, will you just... Ask me to give you a love for the word. I tell you, that's what I did. I said, God, would you help me to love the Bible? Would you help me to love this testimony you left for me? Would you teach me how to, how to read it? Would you teach me how to understand it? And he did. Jesus, would you pour that out tonight? A hunger for your word. A desire to be washed in your word. Jesus, by your spirit. Maybe some of you in here, you haven't received it. The baptism in the Holy Spirit, we're not going to spend a bunch of time talking about that, but I want to tell you, it's the coolest thing. Just invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill you. He just wants to give you the ability to walk in, in His power. Not your strength, but His. And we can talk about that afterwards if you'd like to. As people get that all messed up, what that's all about. Come on, let's go back into God's presence right here. If you're here right now and you know the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, there's an area here that God's speaking to. Come on, just stretch your hands towards heaven. Father, would you come and wash me right now like you're you're standing under a waterfall and just enjoying the refreshment of the Spirit. Father, come and pour yourself out on us tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, talk to him. He loves you. He loves to hear you talk to him. You're ready to wash us tonight in every moment toward together again. You're so faithful. Thank you for your blood, Father. Thank you for the water. Thank you for the word. Thank you for your presence, Father. Thank you for your spirit comes and leads us moment by moment may we not take any of it for granted may we walk close with you intimate with you, trusting you not thinking we have to have it all figured out but just getting close to the one that does, that's you 
God, may there be encouragement as we walk out tonight. Peace, a steadiness, joy. Enjoy him. Enjoy him. He's enjoying you. He loves you. He sees the best in you. He's cheering you on. Don't take any of these things that I spoke to you tonight as I got to go do that. I got to go do that. Just let the Holy Spirit lead you. But once he speaks, yeah. Sign up for that baptism. Let a pastor pray over you. Man, I want to be filled with the Spirit. I, I don't understand that. Cool, let's do that. There's nothing weird about it. It's just Jesus. Ask him tonight, God, would you teach me to love your word? God, thank you for every person here tonight. Bless them. Bless them, Father. May this be the greatest season ahead in their walk with you. No matter what they're facing, Father, may they see you and enjoy you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. We'd like to invite you to one of our services at People's Church here in Salem, Oregon. We meet on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for small groups and 11.30 a.m. for our main service. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at MarkedYa, that's M-R-K-D-Y-A. Or you can find us at our church website, peopleschurch.com slash marked. Thanks for listening. You're loved by a great God.